The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. jam-packed episode of the ep podcast awaits you for the next 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb we have all kinds of guests to bring your way and a lot of fun amy kazan from evergreen park community high school going to be down here at the nine foot homemade oak bar in my basement we have a bar so let's have a brewer our good friend john brand with his latest offering from open outcry over on 109th and western will be joining us and bringing dan mccabe a local artist who's going to help us design a beer mug and my journey to not being so flabby and jiggly begins with a trip to core fitness and physical therapy. Hannah Beth joining me down here, and I got to tell you real quick about the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. 95th and Pulaski, iconic building down there. Stop in and see them. The EP Podcast Car Magnet is there. It is free indoors or through the drive-thru. During these uncertain times, the right resources and a strong support system can make all the difference. First National Bank of Evergreen Park is here for you personalized service, great offers, and they provide the steady, reliable support of the entire Trust Community Bank family. And now when you open a total access checking account, you get $300 as a bonus. Visit bankevergreenpark.com slash E-P-Pod to open an account today. $100 required to open. Requirements to qualify. Must use link to apply. Member FDIC. Amy Kazen's up first. And why don't we just jump right into the show? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. I'm I'm excited to have you here. Have you noticed I still have up one set of C9 light bulbs around the bar because I will not let go of my Christmas decorations. I'm sure you noticed when you showed up that they're still on the side of the house. Do you still have yours up any chance? Any chance you got them up? I do not. Anybody on the block have them up? Yes, a few. We always we always take them down before we go back to school. Otherwise, there won't be time and they'll be there in April. So this is my new thing. I'm holding out to be the last person in Evergreen Park to have Christmas decorations up because I figure this is like the worst winter ever. We're still dealing with lockdowns. Uh, We're about to enter the miserable second half of January through the the shortest month of the year that always feels like the longest in Chicago when the sun never comes out. So I am determined to be the last person in Evergreen Park with Christmas lights up. So you're telling me there's still some up on your block, so I have a ways to go. You do have a ways to go, but you know what? You're known for a lot of really great things, and if you're (laughs) going to add that to it, I think that's fantastic. (laughs) All right, now you get to talk. After you complimented me, you get to talk about what you're doing. (laughs) So what's going on over at the high school? Well, so this time I have my activities director hat on, um, and we are opening up a STEAM night for elementary school students that's going to come up at the end of February, but registration opens um, this coming Monday. STEAM night. Is that the S-T-E-M? S-T-E-A-M. S-T-E-A-M. So it's not STEM, it's STEAM. Science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. See, I've never seen that before because I always see people say STEM programs. I've never heard the arts part in there. So this is a little bit of an, an, an additional thing if you know what STEM programs are. This is an additional thing that also includes the arts. Very cool. That's correct. And in education, that's trending because there's so much data that shows that 
the creative thinking and the type of processing that music takes um, and the, the creativity that anything in the arts takes helps to enhance the problem-solving skills that go with the science and the math. It's a really great pairing. So that's why in education, the A has been inserted so that it's STEAM and not STEM. I, I You know what? I'm going to agree with that. Basically, because when I late in my career at the University of Illinois, looking for an elective that I thought was going to be a blow-off class, my friend and I both took a music composition class or like fundamentals of music. And I think I did more math in that class and was so mad at myself for getting myself stuck in it. But I had to finish <laughs> it so I could get my degree than anything else. And I thought I was just going to be making up songs. But there's so much math involved just in it. And people don't understand there's an artistic side and also a scientific side to the arts. So that's really cool. So tell me, tell me a little bit about what's going to happen at this. So people are going to register ahead of time. Um, so that we know how many kids are coming. And because we're still in the pandemic and we don't know exactly what regulations are going to be like by that point, we're going to put together a supply kit for each child with all of the th things that they need to do all of the activities. And families can either pick them up at the school or we'll deliver them to the house. Um, that night, they're going to sign in to a Zoom meeting with however many siblings are there. It's one, one device for the whole family. Okay. Um, and then each of our teachers or student volunteers is going to rotate them through six different activities in science, technology, math, art, music. Um, and so they'll get six little mini sessions of different activities that they'll get to do at home. And so, first of all, what's the age group again for this? K through eight. K through eight. So this is for the grammar school kids. Correct. Getting them interested in this so they can kind of go... I, I kind of just imagine my son doing it and dragging his little brother who's only in kindergarten along, mm -hmm. but he would probably like just have fun sitting with his brother trying to do this thing and figure these things out. Is there a prize if these kids like, is this a contest or just like an activity? It's an activity. It's not competitive because we want them just to enjoy the experience, but there's also no cost. All the supplies and all the instruction are absolutely free. You know, we just want the kids to have an opportunity to explore the different subject areas and they get to do it at home. Another free activity. I'm going to tell you something. I have been astounded by it seems like as the year started off, there was already things like this happening in Evergreen Park. But we just had on Nikki Seidel from the library and she was going through the free tutoring and the free uh, the free career change and, and resume help and all the, the free Wi-Fi hotspots that they're handing out at the library. And they've gone into this like support the community type thing. And this is also a really cool thing that the school is doing. Very neat what uh, the high school is doing, Amy. Yeah, we're, it's, it's actually an annual event that we've typically done in person. Um, and obviously once things open up again, we'll be able to do that in person again. But just like a lot of the other things that we've done this year, we didn't want to just let it pass by because things are a little bit challenging. So we just reinvent and repurpose. Yes, and which is good because my kids need activities. Cause I'm going to kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> like they need something to do at this I point. I understand that vibe. Well, this is, this is an hour and a half of fun. That's educational. And it's in 15 minute little time slots. So if there's something that they don't like, wait 10 minutes and we're going to the next thing. That's awesome. So again, how do people sign up for it and be, be a part of this steam program that you guys are doing? Sure. So the event itself is on February 25th from five 30 to seven. But we're going to open up registration through a Google form um, and, and space is limited. So it's a good idea to jump in early. And the link for the registration form will be both on the website and all three social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. All right. So go to the Evergreen Park High School website. 
or follow their Instagram, their their Twitter, their Facebook, all that stuff like that. Get the link, get in, start registering now. It is at the end of February, but space is limited if you want to get your kids involved in this. A really cool program. Anything else going on over at the at the at the school? You guys, you back in there? You getting back in there? What's going on? Um, we are right now remote until February twelfth, but. The musical has started in person. We started rehearsing in person. That's going to be at the end of March. Um, I just saw a tweet that said that that Boys Swim is starting practice tomorrow. So ISA is starting to open up some of those athletic practices. Um, Chess and Scholastic Bowl have been competing. Mathletes is doing regionals next week. There's still a lot of great things going on. Anything that opens up is a good thing, Amy, because as I said... I'm going to kill my kids. (laughs) And folks, before I continue this podcast, I want to tell you a little bit about my friend, Larry Liebforth. Larry was born and raised right here in Evergreen Park and has been in business for almost 30 years. I continuously see him volunteering his time with local sports associations, helping out the kids, helping raise money for charity. And what you need to know is that Larry is there in case you need some help as well. For nearly 30 years, the law offices of Lawrence G. Liebforth have been handling every kind of law you can think of, from personal injury cases to real estate dealings, if you need a will drawn up, or representation in a criminal case. It's good to know you have local representation available, rooted in the community with decades of experience. Located over at 4001 West 95th Street in Suite 200, give him a call for any of your legal needs, 708-499-6300. The Law Offices of Lawrence G. Leeforth, here to help you. now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Tom Walsh. His office right up there at 111th and Kedzie, good friend of the show, Brother Rice grad, and he's going to help you with all your financial planning. Give him a call, 773-779-0023. The big thing everybody is waiting for the day this show comes out on a Monday is the snow. Winter storm warning, overnight Monday into Tuesday, we may end up with at least six inches or more. Gust up to 30 to 40 miles an hour. And then it's just going to keep going on Tuesday, so we may end up with a foot. Maybe we'll get 10 feet, 20 feet. Start digging tunnels. Live under the snow like snow rats. Look, we've all dealt with snow before. Use your brain. Drive safe. Big news on Monday. The youth department is now open. Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Community chores program has started up as well, just in time for that snow. If you need a kid to shovel your walk, give them a call. 708-229-3373. The big news that broke last week, there's actually going to be two mayoral candidates vying for the chance to take over when Mayor James Sexton steps down in a few months. State Representative Kelly Burke, you've already heard her on the show. Thursday night, live on the Podbean app, and then on demand next Monday, right here on the EP Podcast, you'll hear from the other candidate, Sean Good. Subscribe, tell your friends, don't miss it. The other big thing going on here in Evergreen Park is that I'm fat and I have to lose weight. What I really need to do is get into shape, because every time I start exercising, I hurt myself fall apart, give up, and go back to a bag of Cheetos. I have COVID weight, Christmas weight, kids driving me nuts weight, 
Why does my wife keep making brownies wait? I've got a lot of weight I got to take off. Our good friends over at Core Fitness and Physical Therapy, located here in Evergreen Park, 2940 on 95th Street, have offered to help me. I went to go meet with the owner of Core, Diane Fiddler, because the first thing they wanted to do is do a physical therapy evaluation. I brought my tape recorder, so come with me and maybe together we will learn a better way to get in shape. All right, so I come walking in the core fitness and physical therapy. I'm wearing my loose pants because I'm fat. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, Diane Fiddler, who is the, the owner of this great establishment, who we've worked with before here in Evergreen Park, these are the only pants that fit these days. <laughs> I use, I, I'm a big blue jeans wearer. I'm down to one pair that, uh, that I'm wearing that's my big pair that used to be my comfortable pair, and are, now they're my everyday pair. So it's basically sweatpants all the time. And uh, I want to get back into working out. But I, I also have had an Achilles injury. I, you know, aches and pains and stuff like that. So best way to go to go about it is have you come in and do a physical therapy screening evaluation to see what areas need strengthening, where you might have to work a little bit more on your past injuries, and more, most importantly, make sure you don't re-injure yourself. Right. Yeah. Because that that's what I'll do. Because I'm a big dumb animal, <laughs> and and I'm constantly hurting myself. I thought it was funny. I came walking in. The first thing you did before we sat down here to do the physical uh, therapy thing is you made me walk up and down the hallway. What are you looking for when I'm doing that? When I'm you were like just walk down the hallway, and then I thought I was going to an office at the end of the hall, and you're like. No, turn around and come back now. And then I was like, am I on the catwalk? Like, what are you doing with that? Yeah, that's that's what I do and what we do with pretty much every everyone that gets started. And it's just a way to see where there's dysfunction naturally uh, with your gait, where you're, if you're leaning on one leg more, if you're swinging one arm more, if your head's down, your head's up, how your hips are rotating. Uh, and it's even better if you don't know that I'm watching. How was the gait? Was I, was I doing okay before I realized that you were watching me? Well, you were, you were a little toed out on both feet and you weren't pushing through your big toes, which reminded really? me about your Achilles injury, actually. So just watching you walk told me that both of your hip rotators were real tight and you need to work on your butt, your hip extensors, and you push through with your The feet. hips and the butt, they were an issue. <laughs> they were an issue, yes. Okay, all right, awesome. That's something now that I know. So uh, what are we going to go through here? Well, plan is we're going to talk first about your prior injuries and your concerns regarding re-injury once you start this uh, strength training and weight loss program. So let's start with that. Give me just a, a brief lowdown of past injuries and things that are concerning you regarding your body. Well, I hurt my Achilles uh, playing 16-inch softball because um, I still think that I'm young. It pops up a lot. Like when I start exercising, I can feel it every once in a while. It's still, it's one of those nagging injuries that comes back. Specific fitness goals. Are you looking, is there an event you're looking to train for? Are you looking to lose weight? You're looking... I have to stop being fat. So as far as the weight loss, it's a simple equation. Calories out versus calories in. So the actual weight loss, it, it, you, I don't know how to say this, but it's not something you may notice specifically from doing Pilates training mm -hmm. because it's not an endurance activity and it will burn calories, but the actual loss of weight will come from your cardiovascular activity and your diet. Right. So just as one piece. Yeah, but I also feel like I don't move very well. So exactly. if I can, and, and, and so like me going and just starting like cardiovascular stuff, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt myself. Exactly, so if that's perfect. Um, perfect segue. That's exactly what I was going to say. If you went right to a walking program or a running program, 
more than likely that left Achilles is going to flare up. It's going to hurt your right hip, maybe your left shoulder, and then you're going to be back to square one. So this is a very, very perfect starting point. Um, Pilates-based activities is activities are perfect because it trains the whole body. So it's great for a beginner to just get moving and just reconnect with your body, learn how to move. Um, it's it's an absolutely perfect starting point for weight loss. And conversely, it's great for an advanced athlete because you're tuned into your whole body and very specific points in your body. So it is. I've been in the fitness industry 30 plus years and Pilates, I will say, is is a perfect training system for everybody. It, it truly is. I, I like how you, you pump me up there. I'm starting to feel like I'm a highly trained athlete. That's now. right. I'm, well, that's what I am now. Starting Just now. Just you're going to treat me like one. So. Absolutely. Starting <laughs> now you are. Are you a CFO, HR professional, or owner of a company, big or small, and you're tired of the typical health insurance premium increases each and every year? Out of control premiums with no end in sight. Well, now there is the Elite Benefits Formula. This process has saved employers and their employees thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars each year. These strategies are avoided by most insurance professionals, and the insurance companies definitely do not want you to know about them. But Elite Benefits of America is ready to help you. Just about all employers in the Chicagoland area can now take advantage of some or all of these strategies and start saving money. Butch Zemar from Elite Benefits of America wants you to reach out to him today. Visit EliteBenefits.net or call 708-535-3006. Sitting down here at the 9-Foot Homemade Oak Bar in the basement, Hannah Beth sitting next to me, and we've got some guests on a wonderful, very cold evening here in Evergreen Park. Our good friend, John Brand, first of all, is sitting down at the end of the bar. How are you, buddy? Hey, buddy. Happy New Year. Nice to see you. It's, you know, it's good minute. to see you. It's good to see you. I want to talk about this beer that you brought by, but I also want to introduce your friend that's down here. Dan McCabe is uh, sitting down here, and you have your own pottery studio, Yo. from what I understand. <laughs> These two guys are friends. You know what's funny? is that They've been giggling ever since they sat down at the bar. They've already started drinking. John has downed his first pint, and he's ready for another one. Like It's going to be a good interview. Dan, welcome down here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And your yeah. wife is over at Core Fitness because I've met Terry before because we've done stuff and the girls have had her on. She was actually on the show on a previous show people can find on demand, yeah. putting me through the paces down here in the basement trying to get me to exercise and it was brutal. <laughs> yeah. Well, she tries to get me to exercise in the living room and I always say no. <laughs> <laughs> is, she, is that what she does? Yeah. Like, I'm just curious. I like, decline. The first of all, let's talk about the beer. Before we get into why I really have you here, and that's because uh, I was promised a birthday gift back in May that I have yet to receive that Dan is going to help me with. So this is a Cezanne with cranberry. It's 7.5% from Open Outcry. And John, where does this beer idea come from? Tell us what a Cezanne is, first of all. Yeah, I've never heard of Cezanne. not everybody knows what it is. All right, so uh, Hannah... Yes. I love educating you on yes, beer. Yes, I've learned a lot about uh, beer. Look how he immediately goes, forget Chris, I want to educate <laughs> Hannah. Because you probably know already. All right, so a Cezanne. A Cezanne is a traditional, the roots of a Cezanne are, are, are traced back to France. Okay, so it's a French farmhouse beer. The yeast is a little bit more wild. You get a little bit more sour notes in this thing. But it was traditionally brewed in France in the winter, and it was usually ready like in the spring in the summer, and it became one. It became a beer of the French working class. In fact, uh, folks that work in working fields in in um, 
in France. They would brew this in the winter. And then after a day out in the fields or a day working, uh, this was a beer that was consumed by the French working class. Uh, in this country, uh, it's kind of a, I would say that it's a style right now that hasn't necessarily caught on too much with craft drinkers. Folks that were part of the first craft wave, wave like maybe 10 years ago or 15 years ago, were getting into the Saisons. But it's kind of been left out in the latest wave of styles. Will Turner, our head brewer, is a huge fan of Saisons. He's been brewing them for almost 30 years. Uh, this is a beer, a beer that he's been brewing for about that time. Uh, this Saison used traditional French Saison yeast. And um, what's fun about this particular version, by the way, the beer is called the Standard Deviation. Okay. It's the second time we've done it. The first yeah, I didn't time, give you the beer name. I just went with the style. Sorry about that. The first time we did it, we, uh, we also put fresh tangerine in the beer. We didn't do that. This That was a great beer, uh, but we were able to get our hands on some fresh cranberry. So this is a French Saison with fresh cranberry. 7.5%. And when you drink it, if you're familiar with this style, you'll you'll say, that, yep, this is a French Saison. How long have you known Dan McCabe? Uh, he was my brother from another mother, actually. Yeah, no, you guys are close. I didn't realize this because... His wife is the one, because of Core Fitness, that said, oh, you should talk to Dan because he makes the mugs over to Open Outcry for the mug club. And I was like, my wife was supposed to get me a mug in May for my birthday, and she continues to blame this pandemic on why I don't have my mug at the mug club yet. So I want Dan on because I'm going to start designing my mug. And, and then all of a sudden you were like, oh, yeah, I want to come over. So I didn't realize you guys, like, I knew you did business together, but it seems like you guys are super close. I'll let Dan tell the story and what led up to the collaboration for the Open Outcry Mug Club. But we've known each other for about five years. And Dan's a very modest guy. He won't say this if you ask him. But uh, Dan has been an important part of the Southside art community. Uh, he's been around and engaged in the Southside art community for probably 20 years and he's made his niche in pottery. Uh, but if you talk to any, anybody that is um, a leader in, in the art community on the South side, Dan McCabe's name is usually mentioned in that conversation. He will never say that, but it's, but it's true. That's How did cool, you get though. started in pottery? You this hear about guy. a lot of cool. painters, a lot of drawing. Yeah. How did you get started in pottery? Yeah, I guess I've always been like... Uh... You saw a ghost and you were like, I want to do that. Yeah, I saw that, that movie. You see that you movie? You saw a ghost yeah, and you awesome. were like, yeah. I'm going to totally do that move on every sure. college we've poet done, I meet. We've done that in his pottery right. studio. I got that on a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's my exercising. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's why he doesn't exercise. Yeah. Working up a sweat. Yeah, <laughs> right, in the pottery right, exactly. studio. Look, yeah, if sure. it works, it works. It's physical. You know? What yeah. the heck? Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I mean, I, a lot of people, like, it's funny, like, my daughter had the option to take pottery as, like, an elective. Yeah. But I think a lot of people think of it as, oh, I'll try this. But I don't know a lot of people that have pursued it. My mom is like ultra supportive. So from a young awesome. age, it was like, follow your heart. <laughs> 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 yeah. So that's pretty. That's, that's where I come from. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's very cool. So where's the studio at, first of all? Uh, so I live in uh, Morgan Park. Okay. Like 109th and Bell. It's in my backyard in my house. All right. Yeah. Two blocks away from the brewery. Look Absolutely. at that. See, yeah. his studio is two blocks away Look from the Look at this. Brewery. This guy can't, yeah. can't help himself. He's like, open so, outcry. Don't forget about open outcry. Get open outcry in there. I very Shameless regularly plug. ride my bike to deliver <laughs> mugs or a skateboard. Yeah. Oh, you skateboard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With mugs. That's, yeah. uh, that's pretty brave. It's daring. Yeah. So you have this studio. You meet John. Do you meet John because you're drinking inside of open outcry? Is that how this starts? It started before outcry was built. My, uh, one of my, my childhood friends is your contractor. He, he, he helped with the build, he helped yeah. with the build out. Yeah. And, yep. uh, so <clears throat> we met, he introduced us at my house at, uh, 
the St. Patrick's Day parade. Okay. So John John crashed with my buddy Nate. Crashed. And uh, and that's how we met for the first time. But I knew who I knew who Dan was. Right. I knew who Dan was because I I had a lot of I have a lot of friends in the art community right. on the South Side. I had heard of him. I had heard about his pottery. I had heard about what he does. I Googled him. Um, and <laughs> Googled him. Like, and uh, up until that point, you yeah. sounded so high class. I have friends in the art community, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you just went with like Google. I gave him well, a Google. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a reason for me mentioning that because if yeah. because because Dan is one of the leaders, uh, pottery or potter leaders in this country. Wow. I mean, there's there's only a handful of folks that are making a name for themselves in pottery, and right. he's one of these guys. I like too modest in pottery. There, potter he actually leaders. called you a potter Holy leader. Holy cow! Yeah, that was like a whole new word. Yeah. The, the You're pot- a potter leader. Potter Listen, leader. When you step inside the potter community. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. At this point, at this point, oh my God. I'm just enjoying this. I'm at yeah. the bottom of the barrel. John, John Brand's coming off a two week vacation. Yeah. I've never seen somebody more relaxed Dan and happy about it. Dan is a life. thought leader in the pottery community. So. Pumping me up. Yeah. Thought right. leader. So thought you guys leader. come up now. Now John, of course, is one of the greatest promoters I've ever seen in my yeah. entire life. If he wouldn't have owned his own brewery. He would have been promoting the circus, right? yeah, or he circus would have been walking sure. down the ramp in WWE, yelling Brock Lesnar like he was—he's Paul Heyman, My the man. Client. The man understands how to promote; he knows how to market. So he obviously sits there and goes, "I want to have a mug club," and he comes to you, right? You uh, didn't come up with the yeah, idea. It's it got to be the opposite, him. right? It was, really? It was. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not true. invent the that mug is true. club. No, that is true. Yeah. Here's, he came up with the idea of making you mugs. Yeah, probably. Let, he yeah. probably yeah. said, he "Wouldn't it be great if I sure. made mugs?" And you were like, "What if we made it a mug club?" A mug club. The mug club was something that we wanted to do. Okay. We also wanted to source the porcelain and the mugs locally. You do everything in, local. In, in steps, That's like your thing. You do everything local. In, in steps, Dan. Right. Yeah. So you jump in there, and now what you do? Take me through this because. The idea is I, I buy a mug club membership. I know I get like, what, a dollar off everything that I get in there or something like that? Correct. Okay. So I get a mug and I get my mug is sitting on a shelf, cleaned and ready for me, sitting in its own little private cubby whenever I come walking in, but it's personalized. Absolutely. So you now craft a mug that's probably the same size as every other mug because you have to make sure that it can, it, you have to be precise because if you're giving up more beer to one guy than you're giving up to the other guy, it's going to kill John's bottom Uh-oh. line. So you got to be dead on with the interior of the mug. Yeah. And correct? you better believe I measure them. No, oh, let's I guarantee you I mean, I'm just looking. You brought three of them. They're identical. Yeah, he's, For being handmade, these are perfect. they're identical. Right. This isn't the what size, I made in my high school everything. pottery class. Like These no, things are exactly, these are perfect. <laughs> but they're also beautiful because they have this incredible detail in them. And you, with the smooth glaze What is it, it that you normally have people put on their mugs? Like What is the normal thing when you're designing a mug that somebody says, put this on? my mug uh for for this mug club there isn't a normal and that's the idea of that's it. awesome so there's a lot of um <clears throat> mug clubs are like it's a huge idea you know and they're doing them all over the country um i don't know another mug club like this one that's so custom and that's, that's right. the thing oh, i've never seen um, that i guess when people say just hey just throw this on i'm a white Sox fan just throw the white throw Sox on a white Sox, yeah dan and i go back to the customer and say cool but we're not going to do that. We want you to take the time and the mm-hmm. effort to customize this thing and do something that's unique to you. And then we'll throw ideas at them. You like okay. the White Sox, but like maybe your three-year-old son likes the White Sox too. So have your son or your daughter draw the White Sox logo, throw that on the mug. And when we work with people in those 
in those type of scenarios, that mug comes out incredibly unique and meaningful to the customer. Way more meaningful. My daughter's really artistic. So if I sit there and say, I want you to but make you're this. you're also artistic and it must be I'm repressed not and untapped. No, I'm not artistic <laughs> 100%. At all. Not a chance, okay? <laughs> There's a huge world of art out there and it doesn't have to be like you drawing something. It can be you putting together like an idea. The hardest part of art is the idea, the thinking, the thought of it. You know what I mean? Like for this mug for you, like, yeah, you go to U of I, you like the socks, you like beer, all these things. Like you could send me like a I'm li- a simple creature. Uh, yeah. A list you mean of- my Illini, my white socks and beer. Totally. Somebody, so somebody just tonight, I was just decaling a mug and somebody put, gave me a list of four things that they wanted. University of um, Minnesota, Wisconsin, um, Chicago flag and like something else. And then, so but they if gave I wanted me those to, I could ideas. also get all the symbols of my podcast and put them in there too, as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, that's that. pretty cool as well. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah. so next time you're next time you're in the tap room, Chris, just stand in front of the mug club shelves and just check out what you see. I mean, what, and what you see is really cool. It's everything's unique and everything is meaningful to that particular mug club member. And Dan will not draw the, 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 the design for you what we'll do instead is coach you through that process. Right. And, and there's been many circumstances where somebody bought a mug club membership and said, look, I just, you know, I'm, I'm into fishing. Just take a JPEG of a fishing pole off the internet and put it on the mug. And we're like, well, okay, we'll do that. However, I got a better idea. Come in, sit down with me at the bar and, let, and, and let's talk about fishing and we'll peel back the onion on that thing. And by the end of that conversation, we'll come up with something cool. That person will either end up drawing something or they'll be inspired by something else and select an image that maybe their grandfather had a, a oil painting of a guy in a boat fishing salmon in his basement, and that was meaningful to that person. Then we'll find that image online, and we'll throw that on the side of the mug. See, that, that's awesome, that, because you know what? You could very easily, as a business owner, say, well, I'm taking his money, and he doesn't care about what the image is, so just throw a pole on. And be like, all right, man, shrug your shoulders sure. and move on. And the fact that you, you sit down, and you're like, no, no, no. No, 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 come on in here. Let's sit down. Let's and I'll and we'll work this thing out. I think that's. I mean, that is what's missing not only in business but in like the whole world right now. For sure, there's just a lack of connection between people. A detachment, people. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. is awesome that you still have that job. I mean, I think that's why you're down here so often because I just like hanging mm-hmm. out with that with with John and I, and now I've got Dan here and he's Mister Artistic and he's. He and I, we're going to recreate ghosts as soon as the microphone's off. <laughs> yeah. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local country financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. All right, so Diane just put me through the paces and um, once again made me walk down the hallway. And this time I was a little self-conscious because I'm like, now she's checking out my hips and my butt problems. But, uh, but now we did a bunch of stuff. And I found out that my my feet are always separated in the wrong way, and I'm not using the right muscles, and I basically have just not been walking right my entire life. So <laughs> besides that, it, I learned a lot. I learned a lot of ways that you, you how to exercise more efficiently, and that's really what Pilates is, right? Exactly, Pilates is how to how to exercise less time, um, more precisely. 
So, and I wanted to just kind of jump in. You haven't been walking wrong your whole life. <laughs> You've been making compensations. Okay. Um, so the, you walk the way you walk, but you have injuries because of the way you walk. So if we strengthen your glutes, your butt, and the muscles that move you front and back instead of side to side, you'll be less injury prone. If you were to jump in with a regular exercise program, you would retrain the muscles that are already used to walking the way you walk. Okay. So that's the difference, is it's not that you walk wrong, it's that those muscles are so used to walking in that fashion that that sets you up for some injuries. So Pilates-based exercises are going to help you retrain your muscles to work in the proper sequence and more efficiently. So now what's the plan next? Like what's the next step now that you know what needs to be worked on with me? So I would, I would definitely recommend a few in the individual sessions um, just to, mostly because you're brand, brand new to this concept and idea. Right. So a few individual sessions to teach you how to do the movements properly so that you become aware of the dysfunctions, if you will, and you can learn how to do them yourself independently. So, so how many people you got here that, that are therapists, like, like who do these sessions? Like, you have a huge set of pictures on the wall. How many people you got here? Well, we've got 42 ladies in total. I only ask because I, I want to know how many people are going to be involved in my glutes and my butt problems. <laughs> Everybody. Everyone's going to be looking at your ass. <laughs> Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.